0: Highway family, how are you this morning? It's good to be with you this morning via video. I bless you in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you just to continue worshiping the Lord as we spend this time together. Just keep the the praises of Jesus Christ rolling underneath the surface. Just keep them rolling. God, you're so good. Lord, we bless you and worship you. We magnify your name. You're our Savior. You're our Father. You've you've made us new. Hallelujah. You've made us new creations in you. We're born of you. We're born of your incorruptible seed. Father, thank you for this highway family. Lord, I bless them in Jesus' name. Father, you have assembled us. You brought us together from all over. And Father, I thank you for those that are here in the warehouse and those that join us online, for this highway family that is expanding from coast to coast and around the world. Father, we thank you for it. Lord, you love every single human being and you want every human being to know you. You want to see every person that we know come to experience you. So, Father, we worship you this morning. That's why we've assembled, to worship you, to know you, and so that you can flow through us to the people around us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Jesus, we bless you. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence among us. Thank you for your presence here in our midst, in us, and we worship you. Father, I thank you for ministering healing by your spirit during this time, for touching anyone that needs to be touched by your spirit. The price has already been paid. Price has already been paid, Jesus already bore, our sicknesses already carried, our diseases, and by his wounds we have been healed. I thank you for ministering healing to every member of this highway family. I thank you, Lord, for your liberty bursting forth as your word goes forth, that every bondage would be Broken and crushed. But every member of this highway family would be free and run and jump and leap in the liberty that your Son has provided. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, go ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead and shout and praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We worship you. You are good. And your loving kindnesses abound to us every morning. They're fresh and they're new and they cover every dimension of our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God is so good. I I don't know that I have any words to really describe how good he is. His love for you uh, is (laughs) all-encompassing. He cares about every single detail of your life. He desires you to be filled with his very joy. He desires you to go forward into every day of your life with fullness of joy, with his perfect peace that nothing can shake. He is faithful to accomplish the things that concern you. I'm thrilled to be worshiping by video with you this morning. Praise God that we can do this hallelujah praise God that we can do this praise God we're moving forward into his purpose and plan for our lives. hallelujah I want to thank the dream team those who are helping this morning and Rob and Abby and uh, Melissa and uh for for just and uh, Andre who's making the live stream happen. we appreciate you all so much and uh for for just being there, for being available and, and putting in the time so that we can continue to produce the good news. We're going to start a new series today. It's called After God's Own Heart. After God's Own Heart. And we're going to start in the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 22. So you got your hard copy Bible. Those of you who are joining Online, make sure you've got your hard copy Bible with you. and there are many benefits to it. I love all of the real estate I can see on two pages. can't see that as this well on a, on a screen. You just you gotta scroll, you gotta do all these little maneuvers to try and see all the text, but you don't have to do that with a hard copy Bible. And as you become skilled as you spend time with the Father, By His Spirit in your hard copy Bible, you're gonna see things on each page you've never seen before. And the Holy Spirit will connect the dots in the scriptures and reveal Christ to you. Your whole life will be changed by spending time with the Holy Spirit and your hard copy Bible. And I wanna encourage you, uh, let's see, we have three uh, video Bible studies that have come out so far. We began releasing that. That's part of our expansion is to release uh, video Bible studies and more online content by topic. And, uh, boy, if you haven't uh, gone through, we have uh, three out. We're continuing. We're going to finish a series, uh, a series called Too Good to be True. If you haven't been partaking and enjoying those, where have you been? I mean, get in on it. Go to our either website, highwaychurch.us or josephbosco.us and go to the media page and just click on the Bible studies and you can go to our YouTube page and check them out there as well. Uh, but they'll just take you one to the next and you can you can binge watch and go through them all. Each one's about 25 minutes long. So take some time and set aside in your day time to study the Word, to be with the Holy Spirit and your hard copy Bible and and let Him reveal Christ to you. I cannot emphasize how important it is to spend time with your hard copy Bible. Not not legalistically, and I know it's, it's paper and ink, but the reality is this book is alive. It's breathing, and it will breathe life into you. It will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will take the words on this page. They will come alive and they will unfold in your heart and you will receive life, healing, strength, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, provision just by spending time with this hard copy Bible. Okay, we'll talk about a little more. That's what we'll do. (laughs) I want you to know I could not be doing what I do today if I did not spend regular time eating fresh hot Jesus. What do I mean by that? Spending time with my hard copy Bible and letting the Holy Spirit make it fresh and hot to me. This is fresh, it will never be stale. It's hot, it's right out of the oven. It's right out of God's oven for you. It's the best meal you could ever eat. But you do need the Holy Spirit to unveil it to you, to give you revelation of it. You're, you're just, it. Your own intellect is not gonna cut it, regardless of what you scored on your IQ test, okay? You need the Holy Spirit to give you the revelation of Christ that is in these pages. And there are times, you know, where things were coming against me, uh, challenges, and I just didn't feel like I was going to make it. That's how I felt. uh, Feelings of discouragement were were tempting me, uh, trying to get me to quit. And you know what I'd do? I'd I'd start worshiping the Father. I'd start praising Him uh, and thanking Him for His, His word being true in my life for his faithfulness in my life and then I'd get out my hard copy bible and and I'd start going through the scriptures and meditating on the faithfulness of God or some different aspect of the nature of God and and just soak it up. And so if you're if you find yourself struggling in any area of life uh whether it be stress or anxiety or frustrations at work or just the demand of everyday living, whatever it is, find scriptures in your hard copy Bible. It's good to find them on your phone. And I'm talking this paper and ink here, folks. There's something special about having something in your hands that doesn't have batteries in it, that doesn't need to be plugged in. I'm just being real with you. something special about this. Get get this in you. Get to know it. Start m- underlining and making notes. I'm just looking at this page right here. Is it all right if we talk about the Bible a little bit? By the way, is that is that okay with you guys? You're you're not in a hurry, are you? <laughs> we may as well talk about it because it's the food we need to thrive and, and to to walk into the fullness of our destiny, right? But I'm just looking at this page. I just had it open to this page. Uh, this is in Matthew chapter uh, 15. But one of the things I've done is as I come across different scriptures, I have a little uh, little symbols, a little symbol system that I've created for myself. And I'll put little symbols next to certain verses that, that kind of catch my eye to remind me of, of some of the truths that are in that verse. So for example, um, I've got a little symbol Next to healing scriptures in my Bible. Now my dad was a pharmacist, so I use that pharmacist symbol, which is the R with the long tail and the X, you know uh, the prescription signal. And I write that next to my healing scriptures. It's God's prescription. It's God's medicine, right? God is the pharmacist. and boy, has he got a prescription for you? And so I just see, I've got on this page here, one, two, I've got three, four prescriptions right here, in uh, just in this little section of Matthew 15. Powerful. But I'll have different scriptures I have where, where God's will concerning prosperity, I put dollar sign, a nice big dollar sign right there, next to prosperity scriptures. Next to verses regarding my calling, I'll put a C. Well, I have a number of different things. Sometimes I'll just put a little star, or I'll put a little kind of like a power symbol, like, like, you know, radiating uh, rays coming out of that verse. I'll do all kinds. Sometimes I'll just underline once, twice, three times, or I'll write a note at the bottom of the page. It will change your life and uh, make, write, write a revelation that God has given me from that scripture, okay? Interact with the word of God in your life. Interact with the word of God. You're still awake, right? You haven't gone to sleep, mommy, right? Interact with the word of God. It's so good. All right, Acts chapter 13, 22, new series called After God's Own Heart. Let's take our time, all right? Let's soak in the word. Remember the Holy Spirit's wide awake and he's ministering to you right now. This is how he does. He ministers to you through the word of God. That is his method, okay? That is the primary method that the Holy Spirit will speak to you is through the word of God. Excuse me. Through the word of God. Yes, he'll he'll minister to you in, in, in other ways as well, but it will always be in agreement with the word of God. So if you don't know the word of God, you're not gonna understand what the Holy Spirit's saying to you, right? You've gotta learn to speak his language. This is his language, okay? God's word is the language of the Holy Spirit. After God's own heart, Man, I, I thank God for you, highway family. <laughs> I'm so excited. Acts 13, this is what the Holy Spirit said. This is what God said about David. Verse 22, he says, He raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, this is what God the Father is saying about a man, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Wow. Who will do all my will. I like that. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all of my will. That's us, highway family, right? We're people after God's own heart who will do all of his will. That's who we are. That's describing us, right? The Passion Translation says, God raised up David to be king. For God said of him, I have found in David, son of Jesse, a man who always pursues my heart. There's the fulfillment of your dreams right there in that scripture. The answer to your dreams is found in the heart of God. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man who always pursues my heart and will accomplish all that I have destined him to do. Wow, that's us, right, Highway Family? We are people that always pursue the heart of God. His heart is the top of our agenda. That is the focus of our lives, right? I know there are a lot of other things trying to get that that place in your heart, right? Trying to compete with, with God's plan for your life, but you don't let them have that place, right? We are people, Highway Family, who always pursue his heart 24-7. What's our life about? The heart of God, the things that, that please him, the things that he desires, the things that he wants done. That's what our whole life is about. Our whole life is about his heart. Isn't that wonderful? It will will remove all stress from your life when you make your life all about his heart. Stress-free living. Doesn't mean there won't be opportunities that will will try to tempt you to be stressed, but in the midst of those situations, you remind yourself of, of what you're all about. I'm after the heart of God. I'm pursuing the heart of God. I'm walking with the Father. And we are people that will accomplish all that He has destined for us. Did you hear me, Highway Family? We are people who will accomplish all that He has destined for us. You'll hear me say it often. I'll say, we are going all the way. That's exactly what I mean when I say that that we are people who will accomplish all that he has destined for us to do. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. So this is who we are. We talk about being after God's own heart. That describes the highway family. So if you want to get on the highway family, just pursue the heart of God. Just be someone who always pursues his heart. Someone who is fully committed to doing all that the Father has destined them to do. Fully committed to accomplishing all that the Father has destined them to accomplish. Amen. Now, we're going to look at this from a couple couple different angles. And it's so good. We're going to look inside of the heart of God. Yeah, have you ever looked inside of the heart of God? I mean, how 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 tall does your ladder need to be to, to, to climb up and see inside the heart of God? Well, what's in the heart of God? Yeah, we'll look at we'll look at what's in the heart of God, and then we'll we'll get into to how that how that pans out as a church, right? What's in the heart of God and what that has to do with us at highway. All right? Well, what's in the heart of God? Well, that's a good question. We can speculate right? We can theorize and wonder, but that would be a waste of time. You don't have to wonder. God has revealed what's in his heart to all of us through his son. You don't have to wonder what's in his heart. You can know the very things in the center of the heart of God. Now, religious tradition would get upset with me telling you that, but it's true anyway. Yes, you can. The heart of God is not a mystery anymore. Why? Because Christ has come and clearly revealed the heart of God to us. Amen. It's not a mystery anymore. The heart of God is on full display for anyone who wants to dive in and fulfill their destiny. And that's you, right? That's me. That's the highway family. We're diving into the center of God's heart and we're fulfilling our destiny. Let me say this to you. You know what's in his heart? You. Did you know that? If you want to look in the center of God's heart, you're going to see yourself there. How do I know that? Well, Jesus taught us that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Right? Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we go through the scriptures and we see what's in God's heart by what he talks about. By the words that come out of his mouth. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's look inside of the heart of God. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What does God say? In Jeremiah 29, 11. he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I love that, says the Lord. He doesn't stop there. Then he describes those thoughts. What thoughts? The thoughts that are in his heart towards you. The King James says, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. In other words, to to bring you into the fullness of all that I prepared for you. Something that's going to fulfill every expectation and satisfy every desire. Now, the King James says thoughts of peace, but we know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, right? And that's the word shalom. Shalom. What does this word mean? It means wholeness. It means untroubled, undisturbed well-being. It means sweeping widespread prosperity. What's in the heart of God? You. Thoughts of prospering you. Sweeping widespread prosperity that you haven't even... uh, haven't even touched with your imagination, wholeness, every part of you bursting with life and health, vibrant and strong, courageous and fearless. That's what's in God's heart. He's got this image of you. He sees you as he designed you as a a vibrant, courageous, brave, fearless child of God, prospering and strong whole, untroubled, undisturbed, well. The passion, excuse me, not the passion, the message translation of verse 11 says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you. What's in the heart of God? Plans to care for you. Now, have you ever had anyone uh, plan to care for you? Uh, my wife is amazing—the way she cares for me and cares for our family. But when she she plans to care for us every day, uh, she makes meals for us. She uh, does these uh, thoughtful, sweet things for us. And and when someone plans to care for you, they are they are investing themselves in your well-being. God has plans to care for you to bring you into the prosperity that already belongs to you, to bring you into wholeness. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Are you still awake? Did anyone hear that? Plans to give you the future you hope for. Are you kidding me? God wants to give me the future I hope for. God wants to satisfy my heart's desires. God wants to prosper me. Yeah, he sure does. And you can be certain of that. Why? Because he's revealed his heart to us through his word. We could read scriptures all day about the heart of God. What about 3 John 2? 3 John 2. It's, it's chapter 1, verse 2. There's only one chapter in 3 John. It says, beloved, this is written by the Apostle John, who was the closest human being on earth in terms of relationship to Jesus. They called me the Apostle of love. He was the one they just couldn't stop. They couldn't kill him. He was so full of Jesus, Right? He says, Beloved, by the Holy Spirit, Beloved, I wish above all things, what's in the heart of God, a desire above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's what's in God's heart for you. Very powerful, isn't it? Above all things, in the heart of God, above all things is your well-being and prosperity. This is so different than what religious tradition teaches, isn't it? Wow. I mean, the heart of God is a mystery in religious tradition. But God reveals to us that you are above all things in His heart. Huh? That you are a priority, your well-being and your prosperity are a priority in God's heart. Powerful. Are you, can, can I give you a, a, a fresh hot scripture regarding God's heart towards you? Is that all right? You need a lot of fresh hot scripture in your life. It will transform you. This is the heart of God talking. This is uh, the heart of God Himself, Jesus, talking in John chapter 16. Listen to what the heart of God in the flesh says John 16, verse 23 and 24. He says, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Truly, truly, I say unto you, whatsoever, love that word. That is limitless. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Heart of God heart of God. You see, when you you stop listening to the religious tradition and the wisdom of man and, and all the noise, and you start filling your mind, your thought life with the heart of God, with his thoughts towards you, strength and peace begin to flow in you. You begin to see things you've never saw before. You become stronger than your circumstances because you realize your circumstances have to give way to the plan of God for your life, which is well-being, prosperity, and destiny. So Jesus says, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He's not done. He tells us why in verse 24. He says, hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, and here's the reason why. Do You want to know what God wants for your life? That your joy may be full. Are you kidding me? The maker of heaven and earth wants my joy to be full? That's a priority in his heart? Yes. It most certainly is. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. You have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. This helps us so much because I don't know, I'm sure you've had these feelings when you're talking to God about situations in your life. You've had the thoughts like, oh, that's too much to ask God for, right? I don't, I just, I don't deserve that, right? And And the Holy Spirit will remind me with scriptures like this. Whatsoever you ask the Father, He'll give it to you. He wants your joy to be full. Highway family, whatsoever you shall ask the Father, He will give it to you. He wants your joy to be full. He wants, and don't don't worry, He, He will give good things to you. Even if you ask for a bad thing, he's going to give you a good thing, all right? If you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. you ask him for fish, he's not going to give you a serpent. Uh, people who say be careful of what you pray for don't know how good God is. He's a good father. He understands if, if we ask for something uh, that, that may not benefit us, and he'll work it out so that you'll, be, you'll prosper. He'll bring, bring what you need and what prospers you and what blesses you and what takes you higher into your life. He's a good father. I mean, if my, my child, and they were, when they were little, asked me for something that I knew uh, wasn't a good thing, uh, of course, I wouldn't give that to them. But I'd find something good and give it to them to see that smile on their face, right? Hallelujah, Psalm 37, four. Come on, we're talking about after God's own heart. And the first thing we're finding out is that you're in there. Your prosperity, your well-being, your future, your destiny. Your joy, the fullness of your joy is found in the center of God's heart. So when you pursue your heart, joy grows in you. Hallelujah. When you pursue his heart, his joy grows in you. Your joy becomes full. Psalm 37, four says it this way. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. God is so good. He is unafraid to speak the truth. He's not interested in being a statue. He's not interested in conforming to to the the limitations of man's thinking. He's not interested in uh, trying to match religious tradition. He is revealing his heart to you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. Hey, this is a good place to shout. God the Father wants to give me the desires of my heart. I don't need to be ashamed anymore. I don't need to be timid in asking him for anything. I come before him boldly, confidently, because now I know his heart towards me. My my well-being is his priority. My joy is his priority. He has commissioned me to ask whatsoever I desire that my joy would be full. He's not afraid. He's perfect wisdom. He is a good, good father. And he's, he's bid us to come to him, to come to him and to receive the, the fulfillment of our desires. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father it. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Your heart for us changes the way we live. It changes the way we see ourselves. It gives us a boldness to move forward and to to speak things and to ask for things and take authority over things and know who we are, what belongs to us. Your heart reveals to us our true identity. And we're a people after your own heart, Father. Hallelujah. Isn't this good? This is so good. Now, So in the heart of God, we see you there, right? We see your well-being. We see your prosperity. We see the plans and purpose and destiny of God for your life. We see fullness of joy there. We see perfect peace. We see heavenly provision for your right now earthly life. God's provision for your right now life. Now, we talked about you in the heart of God. And God is so amazing; He does this with us. He makes us feel like we're the only person on earth because He's so personable, He's so intimate, He gives us His full attention. But the reality is, we're not the only people on earth. You may have noticed that there are other people besides you on this planet. And if you haven't, well, now you know, right? And the the truth is that God has these same desires. For the people you know, for the people that are around you. Hello, Highway Family. For the people you see at, at Hannaford's, the grocery store, right? Or Stop and Shop, or wherever you do your market basket the P, everyone walking up and down the aisles everyone looking for pop tarts or milk or eggs God has a plan and purpose for their lives God has a heart for them God desires to see their whole lives transformed by his heart for them so in the heart of God we not only see just you but we see the people around you in the heart of God or people after God's own heart hallelujah this is so good isn't this good In fact, John chapter 3, remember the heart of God is revealed to us through what he says. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart of God is speaking. In John chapter 3, verse 16, and look what he says. For God so loved the world, so we see that every human being is in the heart of God. God has a a love, a perfect love for you and the people around you, the people you work with, Uh, even the people that have mistreated you and have done you wrong, right? He loves everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're talking about the heart of God. Highway family, we're after God's own heart. So God loves everybody. That means I have to love everybody. Why? Because I'm after God's own heart. My love for someone doesn't depend on how they treat me. It depends on what's in his heart, right? Now that doesn't mean, don't twist this, that doesn't mean you subject yourself to abuse. I'm not talking about that, all right? I'm talking about how we see other people. And I've, I've been hurt plenty by people growing up and throughout my life. And one of the first things the Lord showed me, well, it was probably about a year into my relationship with Him, is that I had to forgive those people. I had to forgive everyone who hurt me. That didn't mean that I continued to subject myself to abuse or to manipulation, but in my heart, I had to forgive them and let it all go. All right? So understand that. God has a heart for everyone and even those who've mistreated us. That means we walk around with a heart for everyone. We don't look down on anyone, right? We realize that every human being was made by God and God has a destiny for their lives. That makes people important to us, right? Heart of God. Verse 17, the heart of God continues. Jesus continues, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God wants everyone around you saved, everyone around you delivered, everyone around you healed, everyone around you prospering. And he's big enough to do it and, and, and a whole lot more, Right? Now, this word saved in the Greek, sozo and soteria, I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. Are you ready for this? So you need to know what's in the heart of God because we're pursuing his heart, right? For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation, yes, and be made safe, and sound, that means whole, through him. You see, the word saved has been religified. And you know at Highway Church, we, we have cans of dereligification spray. So you keep that handy when you're reading the Bible. You got to spray that word saved. Right? And you got to keep those religious goggles off. Being saved does not mean going to heaven. If you're saved, you will go to heaven and heaven is your home, but being saved means being made whole and prospering. Perfect soundness is what being saved means. Perfect soundness, untroubled, undisturbed well being. The people around you that are stressed out, God has untroubled, undisturbed well-being for them. This is what is in the heart of God for you and the rest of the people around you and the rest of the people around them and the people around those people and those people and the entire state of Rhode Island and Massachusetts and Vermont, New Hampshire and Maine and the rest of the states all throughout the United States up into Canada, down into Mexico, down into South America all the way across to the, the continent of, South, of Africa, up north through the Middle East and all the way up into Western Europe and east in, uh, into uh, Russia and the Far East, all the way into India and China and into the South Pacific and the Philippines. Everyone in the world, this is what's in the heart of God. When you start seeing, it, it's like, wow, this is a powerful, huge plan that we're a part of and we will accomplish what God has destined us to do. Whatever part that is in this global plan, we're gonna do our part, right? Amen. Hallelujah, that's what's in the heart of God. Now, how is God gonna reach the world? World's a big place, right? Well, have you ever heard that song? It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. Have you ever ridden that ride at at Disney? You know, the small world ride? What, What do we mean by that? It's a small world. It's amazing the difference one relationship can make. Right? Just one relationship can impact the entire world. It's a small world after all, right? So in one sense, it does involve... Billions of people, but in another sense, it's really just one relationship, right? From one person to the next, from one person to the next, from that person to the next. This is how the world has changed. It's so powerful. Now, how God is going to reach the world through you. (laughs) Yeah, let me be more specific. Through those who know him. Hello, Highway Family. God is going to reach the world through those who know Him. And we are those who know Him, right, Highway Family? We're part of His body. We're part of the church. And we're going to get into what that means because that's another word that's been religified, that you need to get your can of dereligification spray out and spray it when you're reading the Bible to find out what the church, who the church really is. It's those who know him, those who have been born again of his incorruptible seed, right? So in the heart of God is is this plan of salvation for you, of wholeness and prosperity and destiny, and this plan of salvation, wholeness and prosperity and destiny for the whole world for our people around you? And how is God going to take what's in his heart and get it to the people around you, to the world? Through those who know him. So we see in the heart of God, we have a divine mission, <laughs> right? Did you know you have a divine mission? Did you know that you're more important than James Bond? Yeah. You're you're more important than 007, baby. Come on. You have a divine mission issued from the throne of heaven is to reveal Christ to the people around you, to be a vessel for God's presence to flow through in this world, that through you, another person can experience God. Powerful. It's good to know our mission, isn't it, Highway? Right? We are vessels for God's presence so that God can uh, minister his salvation, his prosperity, his well-being, his destiny through us to the people around us. Hallelujah. This is powerful. This is very powerful. Now, let's see. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God's heart is the heart of a father after God's own heart, right? God is a good, good father. He will never hurt you. He'll never leave you. He doesn't bring uh, sickness and disease. He doesn't bring those things into our lives. He doesn't use them to teach us things. He doesn't use storms and tragedies. That's all... um, Warped concepts of God. God doesn't do these things. He's a good, good father. And you know that because and you know that because you've watched our Bible studies, right? Too good to not be true. <laughs> you need those Bible studies in your life. He's, he's a good father. The heart of God is the heart of a father. Well, what's in the heart of, his, of a father? His children, right? A father wants his children. To prosper, to do well, to flourish, to grow, to be full of joy, to be happy, to fulfill their destiny, to utilize all of the gifts and talents they have. Right? Sure. And that's what's in his heart towards you. Now, let me ask you this question. Who are God's children? Those who have been born again. And I know that there's a worldly idea that every human being is God's child. Well, although it, uh, God did create every human being in His image, through sin, we separated ourselves from God, okay? We left God's family through sin. All of us have done it. All of us divorced ourselves from God's family through sin. Christ came so that we could be brought back into the family, adopted, brought back into the family, and become sons and daughters of God again, okay? So not everyone on earth is currently in the family of God. We're going to do our best to change that. If someone has not been born again, how do you become born again? Well, you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, right? You believe that Jesus rose from the dead, that he's your savior. You believe that he's your Lord. And with your mouth, you say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. You are my Lord. You believe in your heart that he rose from the dead and you confess with your mouth that he is your Lord. And you do that by faith. The faith that's in your heart. You can't be forced to do it. It has to be a decision you make with your own free will. But if you have done that, whether you realize it or not, the Holy Spirit at that very moment entered your spirit and made your spirit brand new. You were born again at that moment. Now, maybe you don't feel like it, or maybe you don't have knowledge of what actually happened then, but the more you grow in the knowledge of what being born again means, the more you'll experience the new creation life, this new abundant life that is yours because of your faith in Christ. Hallelujah. So the the children of God are actually uh, those who've been born again The church is the children of God. So God is going to reach the people around us through the people who've been born again, through His church. We know the church is not a building. It's not a religious institution. The church are those people, right? Men, women, young people, who have put their faith in Jesus Christ and been born again. So the heart of the Father, in the heart of the Father is the church. And boy, we're we're, uh, we're about out of time here. But in the heart of the Father are His children. The church is the children, the sons and daughters of God. We're going to get into this in this series because we need to understand who church really is and why we assemble regularly together. When you begin to be understand what church really is, you won't want to miss it anymore. You assembling together will become a priority to you, and you will rise above the fears of man and ungodly public policies, and God's plan will become more important to you than public policies. Hello? Right? It's good to know Jesus because you're not afraid of anyone or anything. It's time for the church to rise and stop hiding. And we're doing it. We're rising. I'm gonna pray right now. and We're gonna continue this series uh, next Sunday because there's just so much that we need to, to get out of the word of God concerning the heart of God and what he plans to do through his church. All right? Father, thank you for this time. Oh, Lord, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else. We're just so thankful that you have uh, begun this work, this highway family back in 2014 and how it has grown and how you're expanding us to reach more people than we've ever reached before, to have more locations, to go forward, to reach across this nation, And Father, we thank you for everyone that is a part, currently a part of this highway family. Those that are with us in the warehouse and those that are with us online in different parts of the Northeast and different parts of the country and around the world. And Father, we thank you. Help us, teach us, open our eyes to the reality of your mission for us in this world that we would boldly rise up, unafraid of what might be going on in the world around us, that your priorities would become our priorities, that what's important to you would become important to us, that your agenda of wholeness, well-being, prosperity, and divine destiny for people and for us would become our agenda. We are a people that always pursue your heart, that are fully committed to accomplishing all that you've destined for us to do. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Highway family, for this time together. And thank you for who you are and for being a vital part of this mission and what God is doing in and through all of us Uh, The Boscos love you so much. We're so thankful for you. And I look forward to being with you in person next Sunday. I bless you in Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.